Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. Every day I get to help women rise and find their own healing despite their circumstances. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. If you're looking for just betrayal topics, catch me on my former podcast where there are four years of golden content, all for free at your fingertips. All right, let's do this. All right. I am so excited to have Dr. Betty DeLass with us today so she can answer the question, is it normal to pee my pants? Dr. Betty is the founder and owner of Reborn Pelvic Health and Wellness in Northern Utah. She is extremely passionate about changing the standard of care before, during, and after pregnancy because postpartum is forever. She's a physical therapist by trade and has helped thousands of people throughout her 10-year plus career function, feel, and move better. Knowing firsthand how difficult it can be to navigate this stage of life, having two children of her own, she wanted to help others get back to living their lives to the fullest without shame or embarrassment about their pelvic health. Unfortunately, more often than not, pelvic dysfunction can lead to postpartum mood disorders secondary to an inability to get back to activity because of unexpected unexpected physical changes like pain, discomfort, leaking, or even painful intimacy. So I'm really excited to have this conversation because it's something new to me. Like I've never had this topic on my real Instagram or on my podcast because I'm not an expert in it. I don't know a ton about it. And, um, just last year I went and got tested for it because I'm like, do I, I mean, I don't know, but I wanted you here, Dr. Betty, so that we could answer some of the maybe myths, but also the common questions that you're getting as this is your world. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So what do you, what do, first you say you got into this because of your own personal experience mm-hmm. and it goes right along with physical therapy. Yep. Um, so tell me, is this a new topic? Like the last five years, am I just out totally oblivious to what's going on in the world? <laughs> That's a great question. So our profession in general as like pelvic health practitioners is about 30 ish years old. So it's relatively newer. <laughs> Um, however, like over the past, like five to 10 years, it's really taken off. And I think it's because there's more of us getting into the profession. There's more of us that are in the millennial generation, myself included, um, that are more outspoken about things and social media has really helped, um, Mm -hmm. with like spreading awareness and being like, Oh, I actually don't have to deal with this. And there's something I can do about it. It's not the rest of my life, just because that's what my mom had to deal with. And then I'm, you know, found and determined to follow that same path. Um, and so I think there's, there's a lot to unravel with that of just like, it's, it's newer, but not that new. And mm-hmm. a lot has changed over the last few years. And a lot of us, um, especially with the pendulum shifting in healthcare have realized that we have sick care and not healthcare. And so now we're being mm-hmm. more proactive about seeking out true healthcare and taking care of our own bodies, um, for what we need versus like what the doctor's telling me I need or anything like that. We're taking ownership of that a little bit better. And so I think that it's just, it's just spreading. So, which is great. Oh, I love that. I love it. So, okay. So I'm a little behind the times. We can accept that. Um, maybe the listeners are too. So we're here to learn. So 
I was telling you before, one thing that I hear often, because I have my monthly sex chat and then a whole month of sex. And this comes up, this topic comes up because one, we've heard of kegels, right? And so what are they? And okay, that's how I fix it, right? Not really. We're going to, we're going to talk more about that, but I hear a lot of, I have painful sex um, or I pee my pants Mm -hmm. and I've heard women over 60. So they haven't had children for decades and they're like, oh yeah, I just pee my pants. Like, it's just, I just accepted that. And it's just what it is as a woman. And you're saying this is not the case. Yep. Okay. Exactly. So tell us, I would love to know, is it normal? Let's start with that myth. Is it normal for me to pee my pants at any age? Great question. So normal, no. Common, <laughs> yes. Um, it's very common and, and people talk about it all the time and there's whole industries around it, right? Of like, um, buy the pads and buy this and buy that and like um, billions of dollars around it as well. And really what we're doing is just band-aiding the issue instead of taking care of that root cause. And so it's not normal, but it's very common and it's totally fixable, especially with public rehab. So um, what else do you want me to dive in on that? I can keep going on lots of things. <laughs> okay. So one, you're saying if I am having, if I go and jump on the trampoline and I yep. pee my pants, there is help for that. Totally. Yep. Jumping on the trampoline, coughing, sneezing, laughing, jumping, um, high, high fitness classes. If you're doing something you're like, ah, or you're running, um, and anything like that, none of that's normal and can totally be fixable. Um, and really, if I'm honest with you, if we had 10 people come in for the same thing of like, oh, I pee my pants because of X, Y, Z, um, it would be for 10 different reasons too. Like sometimes it's a posture issue. Sometimes it's a pressure management issue. Sometimes the pelvic floor is too tight and doesn't move. And so it's a tightness issue. Sometimes it's a coordination issue. And so really we dive into what's the root cause of what's causing your symptoms and then unravel that and treat that so that you can be symptom free and jump on the trampoline without leaking and run without leaking and sneeze and be like, Oh, I'm solid. (laughs) So, so it's not even a one size fits all. No, mm -mm, it's very individualized for sure. Okay. Okay. So, um, so we've debunked that if I'm peeing my pants, I can get help. Totally. Um, how about the painful sex? Is it normal? And I'm parent, you know, like finger quotes, normal, because normal is an idea. Is it common for sex to be painful? Great question. Should I live with that? (laughs) Absolutely not. You should not live with it. That's for sure. It's very common, especially postpartum to have pain with intercourse because of scar tissue, whether you've had a C-section or vaginal delivery and the birth trauma that happens around that, whether the birth is traumatic in and of itself, or if it's a beautiful birth, like it doesn't matter. It's still trauma to the body um, because you grew a human and gave birth. And so it's pretty, pretty wild and, and probably the biggest change of your life in your body. And so we need to respect that and, and give that um, the time of the day to actually rehab from that. So um, not normal common sometimes happens. Also people who have never had babies or even had intercourse can still have pain with penetration, whether that's tampon or pelvic exam. Like when you go in for a pap smear or anything like that, like none of that should be painful. Um, and a lot of times people are like, Oh, it's so uncomfortable or, Oh, I can't get a tampon. And those are also just kind of flags that are, are wove woven in the air of like, okay, this is actually something that we should probably look into. And there's probably a bigger issue going on. So sex should not be painful at all. Um, it should be enjoyable. And so we want to make sure that that 
has the ability to happen. And there's so much that we can do from a pelvic rehab standpoint of um, mobilizing tissue, scar tissue, getting things to lengthen and move better so that um, it can accommodate whatever is being um, penetrated into the vaginal canal. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So I got introduced to the, the idea of Kegels a long time ago when I was first married. So 22, three years ago. And I remember um, doctors saying like, okay, here's your pre-exam before you go and have intercourse and you need to be prepared. You need to do all these things. Is that still a thing? And are Kegels the answer? Great question. So apparently that is still a thing that happens um, where there's like a premarital exam or um, I think they label it differently too of like um, birth control and, you know, things like that before you get married, just so you have like all those, that information. Um, it's still a thing. It still does happen. I think it's just, um, I don't know that sometimes people just don't even know that's what's happening. Um, and I think it's definitely unique to your, are you from Utah? I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's unique to, is, I think it's unique, unique to Utah. Um, <laughs> because I've never seen it anywhere else except for here. Religious. <laughs> so, it's a religious yeah. thing. Turns into a medical thing. Yep, totally. Um, so I think it's pretty unique here. And then um, what was the other part of your question? I forgot already. Kegels, like do okay. kegels, yep. is that like my solution? Yeah, so that is the common myth that OBs, gynecologists, midwives, fitness professionals, they're all like, oh, just do kegels, just do kegels. Um, and really that's a huge, huge disservice. Um, it'd be like if I had headaches, <laughs> And you told mm-hmm. me to do a bunch of like upper trap shrugs to get rid of my headaches. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense, right? Like why would we contract muscles that are already tight and create more headaches? That's not going to get rid of my headache. So same idea with Kegels, like doing more Kegels is not going to help if there's pain. It's not going to help if you have leaking. It's not going to help with a bunch of other things. Um, and so we need to really take a step back and, and look at it big picture too. And this might sound a little bit ridiculous, but it's true. If Kegels really did fix things, one, they'd work and people would actually do them. (laughs) And then two, I wouldn't have a job (laughs) because they don't work and they're not the answer. Um, it's a lot more complex than that in the sense of like, if your pelvic floor is part of a system. And so that pelvic floor responds and moves to different things that your body's doing and how much you're loading and what position you're in and things like that. So it automatically moves and does stuff and it needs to have both strength and mobility. And so a lot Mm -hmm. of people, like, oh, I just need to strengthen my pelvic floor and then I won't leak. I won't have prolapse. I won't have pain with intercourse. But most of the time, what we see in clinic is the exact opposite. Most people need to lengthen their pelvic floor, down train it, get it to move better. And that actually solves their problems versus Kegeling. <laughs> and I can honestly, I've been practicing for over 10 years and I can count on my one hand of the amount of people I've actually said, like, Okay, you actually need to do some Kegels to strengthen. And other than that, it's usually a, a different issue is what it's like, they're too tight and things aren't moving. They're locked down somewhere else. They don't have good coordination. They're holding their breath or their breathing patterns are off. And so that's what we dive into from a complex system as a human being of like, okay, what pieces aren't working? That's creating the system to dysfunction um, and creating leaking or pain with intercourse or prolapse or tailbone pain or SI joint okay. pain or any of those things that are happening. Um, and so that's kind of really where it's like, oh, when people would be about Kegels, I'm like, oh, it's such a disservice, such a disservice. So I get really upset about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the par- do you know what the parafit is? Is that ke- ke- doing Kegels? 
Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Good to know. Um, okay. So any other myths that maybe we don't know about that like symptoms, maybe, maybe I should ask it that. How do I even know? And, and what do I even do if yeah. I have even one symptom or when is it time for me to go and see a specialist or am I going to call like, how does it work? Yeah. Yeah. I'll start with kind of the symptoms and then morph into a little bit answering that question, bigger picture. So symptoms could be anything like core weakness, low back pain, SI joint pain, pubic bone pain, tailbone pain, round ligament pain, prolapse, where your organs feel like they're falling out, leaking, whether that's urine or gas or feces, um, any of that stuff can be pelvic floor related. Um, and if you feel like you aren't functioning down there in any issue with bowel bladder or sexual function, if you're like, I did have decreased sensation or inability to orgasm, all of that stuff can be related to that. And then, um, what you do to, to, to be seen and work on all those things. And it depends on what state you're in. Utah has direct access. You don't need a physician referral. You can just go straight to a PT. Um, and so you don't have to like go to your gynecologist to then get referred. Cause most of the time they'll be like, yeah, you don't need that. You're fine. Just do Kegels. And it's like, <laughs> we'll go back to that circle. Right. Um, uh -huh. so definitely seek out the provider that you're wanting to be with right from the get-go. And then, um, what we do from like an evaluation standpoint is a lot bigger than, um, probably what most people think with like the Kegel thing. So we do, we're PTs first, we're orthopedic PTs. And then we're public PTs. So we're kind of the nerdiest nerds of nerds, I like to say, <laughs> in the sense that we became PTs and then we specialize in ortho because that was like really cool. And you get into this a lot of nuances. And we're like, oh, we're missing something. So then we become public health providers, like, ah, the missing piece, the cornerstone of movement, the pelvis, everything revolves off of this. And then we think, oh, everyone should be a public PT. Why, are, why, are, why is not every PT that way? And so what we do is we do a full body movement analysis on you from head to toe to see how you move as a whole person. And then we'll dive deeper into each area. We'll look at your spine. We'll look at your rib cage and mobility. We'll look at your breathing patterns. We'll look at your um, abs and how they activate. And do you have a separation called diastasis recti from pregnancy? We'll then look at your hips and your pelvis and your SI joints and your pubic bone and your tailbone all the way down to your feet. And that's all external first. And then we'll dive into the internal exam, which is similar to an OB or midwife, but we're looking through the lens of a PT. So totally different exam approach. So we're mm -hmm. looking at of motion, strength, coordination, trigger points, pressure management, prolapse, um, and all that stuff to figure out, okay, what's going on from a system standpoint that's impacting your symptoms that you're having, but what's the root cause that's causing those symptoms and then addressing that. And so that's really the approach we take um, from a, a musculoskeletal standpoint of really diving into all of those things and getting that exposed to figure out, okay, this is where you need to move better. This is where you're not stabilizing well. Oh, this has a little bit of pain here. Let's work on that area when we touch it, um, things like that. So that's a little bit of like an overview of kind of like what we do and how it's uh -huh. different from other providers. Okay. So just so you know, listeners, I was like, yeah, I don't have those, the common symptoms I would guess like the peeing, the pants, the painful yeah. during sex, all those things. But I do have, um, lower back pain. I have a fused back. Um, yeah. I do have my, my psoas has been hurting lately yeah. a lot and massage is not helping and so I'm like, oh crap, maybe I need to go. <laughs> so <laughs> I probably need to come visit you. <laughs> Let me touch on that psoas too. So we also offer a different modality of treatment too called dry needling. And I don't know if you've heard of that or not be, or before, but that's part of one of our treatment things that we use. And so with dry needling, it's the same needle as an acupuncture needle, only we're completely different. Acupuncture is Eastern medicine, chi energy, 
acupuncture points, dry needling is muscle um, trigger points that we're going into. And so we take that needle into a trigger point to elicit a twitch response. That twitch response changes chemically there and also the movement and activation and pain. And so we can needle that. So as we're like massage therapy, can't get in or anything like that and literally create instantaneous change in the length tension relationship, which is how much it moves and stretches and activates um, so that you can go ahead and move and not have pain or anything generated from that. And so it's a pretty awesome clinical game change changer from a, a PT standpoint. And then also for patients, cause they're like getting immediate relief on things. Um, so that's another piece that we add in, in our treatment. Okay. I guess I need to go make an appointment. <laughs> Um, cause I would like relief from that. Cause I'm like, I stretch every day. I do yoga. I do all the things and it's like yeah. not going away. Yeah. So whatever's happening in my pelvic floor. Okay. Here's <laughs> another question I have. It's not just for women, right? Correct. Yeah. So, okay. So why is that? Tell me more. Specifically, <laughs> um, specialized in owners of a vagina. Cause that's what we're really passionate about is really that preconception, pregnancy, postpartum and beyond, um, because you carry your pelvis throughout your entire life, but everybody and everybody has a pelvic floor. So there's also more niche areas into males and into transgender and into oncology and pediatrics and all sorts uh -huh. of things like that. So um, there's niches within pelvic health of things that you can do. So a lot of common things with pediatrics is a lot of constipation, bedwetting, things like we'll do that. We don't necessarily do internal work, obviously, because they're minors, but um, we can help from a educational bowel habit management mm -hmm. standpoint. And then from um, oncology, whether there's, you know, ovaries removed, hysterectomy, that kind of stuff. There's That's a surgery that needs a little bit of TLC afterwards, um, breast cancer as well. Um, mastectomies, those all need a little rehab to get full range of motion in your shoulder or back and being able to open up that chest. And then as far as males go, a, a lot of common things with that is post prostatectomies. So when they get their prostates taken out, um, there's a lot of scar tissue incontinence, things like that. And then also a lot of other pain with like penile pain, testicular pain, um, tailbone pain. So like a lot of bike riders that ride a lot on their oh. bikes, get some what's called like pudendal neuralgia, which is where that nerve that innervates that pelvic floor gets really irritated from sitting on a seat all the time. Um, so they can have pain with that. And so we, all sorts of things that we can help with. <laughs> wow. There's a lot. I'm guessing yeah. that I'm not the only one who's like, uh Oh, I should probably make an appointment. Um, <laughs> because the truth is, and I see this with the women I get to mentor who are learning to take care of themselves again, self-care is calling and making an appointment at the doctor. And I don't know of many women who make those phone calls. Like we come last, we're like, oh no, I'll take care of my kids. I'll make their appointment. And then here we are neglecting our own well-being. If it's not like I'm super sick and I need to go to the doctor, we just don't go. Yeah. And so this is, it sounds like maybe extra, but it can really benefit, especially if it's affecting our sexual health or, Hey, I just peed my pants at, yeah. you know, out and about that's not, that's affecting our life. And totally. although not I'm sick and I'm staying at home in bed, it is something that is fixable and A quality of life issue really. It, exactly. And so I hope that what people gather from this is that we don't have to live with the things that maybe are affecting that quality of life. Totally. hundred percent. And like, 
like in your bio, the shame and the embarrassment that comes with it. Yeah. Like I must, this must be, or I'm a woman. Yeah. It, it's just accept it when mm -hmm. we don't need to. Nope. Absolutely not. Yeah. Take our power back. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Well, any last thoughts before I tell them where they can find you? Yeah. Um, one other thing I'd love to touch on is just really changing the narrative on when you should do pelvic rehab. Obviously it's never too early and it's never too late. Well, this person I helped was like 92 stopping your pants. So Aww. there's always that. Yeah. It was really fun to celebrate with her. Um, but if you think about it from a, a rehab perspective of if you tore your ACL, which is a ligament in your knee, which is a very common injury that happens. You do rehab immediately right after surgery. You do rehab for months after surgery and there's protocols and standards and expectations and some plateaus in the middle and all this stuff that happens that has been very well researched, very heavily, you know, this is what we do. And then when it comes to birth, we grow a human, we give birth and you're sent home to do all the things. And then it's six mm -hmm. Old, you're good. You can go have sex, run, do all the things. And it's like, uh, wait, wait. A second. uh, I don't think so. <laughs> so that's yeah. really where my passion is, is to really educate and, and empower women to really take back ownership. Like you said, of, of their, their quality of life and what, what's right and what's not right with their bodies. And so if we can be more proactive about those things and, and go in when we are pregnant to keep up, just like you would, when you do all your other checkups with your OB or your midwife, wow. you're going consistently during pregnancy to monitor things. The same thing should be happening with your body is consistently going in to look at the musculoskeletal things. So if you have low back pain, SI joint pain, pubic bone pain, um, any of that stuff leaking when you're pregnant, you, those are signs that it's like, okay, there's something underlying here that was probably subclinical before you got pregnant and pregnancy just has shined a magnifying glass on some of those things that were already there that just get exposed because your body's changing so rapidly. And so if we can jump on those right away, it can improve your labor and delivery experience, prevent, potentially prevent C-sections from happening, tearing from happening. And then again, postpartum upstream work that happens so that you know where your core is, you know how to breathe properly, you know how to engage your glutes appropriately and really build on a foundation of movement so that when you come back postpartum, you can get back to all the things that you love and want to do. And then we typically see people two to four weeks postpartum. We don't wait six weeks. We don't do mm -hmm. internal any internal work until they've been cleared from an infection standpoint risk. Um, but then again, we continue past six weeks. So if you want to get back to running, like you're probably not going to be running at six weeks. We want to make sure we're building a foundation. So it sets you up for success in the long term, so that you can continue moving your body, how it brings joy to you. Um, whether that's running or hiking mm -hmm. or walking around the block with a stroller or CrossFit, any of those things. And that matters to your own, like health and wellness and mental, um, um, sanity and all that stuff like that. So we really want to make sure that people are aware that that is now standard of care and that's what should be happening and that you shouldn't just listen to your physician or doctor say, Oh, you know, unless you have any issues, don't go. And it's so much more preventative work that we're doing now, because what happened for me is in the medical profession, I was seeing tons of, of ladies that were in their fifties and sixties after having surgeries for some of these things to fix it. And then they would come see me because their surgery failed or whatever, or their symptoms came back and PT was a last resort and PT is not really a last resort anymore. It's now standard of care. Yeah. Like this do when you're pregnant and then postpartum so that your body is really set up from a musculoskeletal standpoint successfully so that you don't have to have surgery when you're 50 and 60 and then have it fail. <laughs> so wow. all that stuff. 
Wow. There's a lot I did not know. So thank yeah. you for helping me, man. I wish I could go back in time. That's okay. Never I, too, never too late. Yeah. I have children like long ago. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but it does make me think of a question I get every month, which yeah. is I just had a baby. I'm about to have my first baby and I'm so scared to have sex again. And just, I mean, it's always sweet because there's women who are cheering them on and like, don't go if you don't, you know, you don't have to have sex, penis over the side. Like, so, you know, we're caring for each other, but this is also an additional, like also maybe go and totally a a specialist before you enter that world, because it is traumatic for us to do any of that stuff. So We go over all that stuff that you can start doing some like early mobilizations down there on yourself externally, and then working internally with us and some self work. Um, when you are cleared from that standpoint of an infection risk at six weeks, then we make sure that you feel confident and comfortable going into that intimacy and experience with like, okay, this isn't going to be that bad. And so, so many people have such better um, success with that first time back versus being fearful and, and ashamed or like, oh my gosh, this is painful. Is this always going to be like this? Um, and it can really interrupt relationships and, and put mm-hmm. a strain and stress. And so that's always something that I always tell people if like that's ever painful that you don't have to live with that. And I think too, if men had pain with sex and they had to give birth, like it would be a whole different story. <laughs> so <laughs> there would be, everyone would be getting public PT. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. For so the men that, listening, you know, it's true. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, that's just re- really what it's about of just like making sure that people are aware, um, mm-hmm. that you, you can get help and there's hope and there's healing. And, um, there's a whole nother world that most people haven't heard about. And you're not, you're not alone in that. Um, not knowing what this is, if this is your first time hearing about pelvic floor therapy, that's really why I love when I have opportunities like this to speak, um, to people just like, what is public for PT? What, what do we do? How do we help? Like that kind of things like that. Um, cause there's just so much of that world that needs to be exposed still. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to inform us and help us yeah. know that we can get help. That's always hope filled. So tell us where they can find you on social media and in real life, yeah. if they want to go get help in Utah. Awesome. Um, so we have two brick and mortar locations in Utah currently, one in West Jordan and then one in Provo. We have five of us. Yeah. Five of us are therapists at reborn so far. And then we'll be adding another location up in Logan, Utah in 2023. Um, and then maybe another one. We'll see (laughs) what's in the works and, um, on social media, you can find us at reborn pelvic health and wellness on all social media platforms. Instagram's probably our, our main one. Um, and then our website is www.reborn P as in pelvic H as in health wsandwellness.com. And then on our website, you can find all the information of social media links, phone number, how to get contact with us, get scheduled, all sorts of things like that. And we have a ton of free resources on the website for like PDF downloads that you can like learn more about this. And then also we offer free um, phone consultations. So you can talk with one of us before you come in to see, is this something that is for me? Can you help with that? All sorts of things like that and get to know um, us before you come in for your evaluation. And then, yeah, that's kind of a little bit about where you can find us and what we do. Great. And I'll put all that in the show notes. So you can just click on a button and it will take you right to where she's talking about. So thanks again. And I hope if you felt the nudge that you listen and make an appointment today for yourself, take care of you. 
Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here with me today, whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.